So we've spoken about the subject-object relationship and the subject-subject relationship. The next thing I'm going to speak about is the powers that are conferred by virtue of subjective rights. So the real right confers certain powers on the holder. The intellectual property right confers certain powers on the event on the inventor. The personal right confers certain powers on the parties to the lease agreement, and so forth and so forth. Now. We may use sometimes the words powers and rights interchangeably, but it's important to understand that there's in fact a distinction between what is a right and what is a place and what is a power, right? So for instance, when we speak about uh, the example used in your core notes is a PlayStation, right? And Cindy is the owner of the PlayStation, so she has a real right in her PlayStation. So that's the right that she has. But then by virtue of the real right, Cindy has certain powers. So she can sell her PlayStation. She can give it to a friend. She can throw it off the balcony if she doesn't want to use it any longer. Cindy has the power to do all of these things to her PlayStation by virtue of the real right that Cindy has to her PlayStation. So again, you can you, you can think of different examples using the different subjective rights. So you can come up with an example like we did now re relating to real rights. We can come up with an example of an inventor who has the power to sell the particular patent that they have as an intellectual property right. They have the intellectual property right. By virtue of the intellectual property right, they have the power to sell that intellectual property right. And you can make similar examples uh, as far as other sub subjective rights are concerned. Now, an important thing to remember is that even though you as the holder, so you own the house, you are the owner of the house, you are the holder of the, the real right to the house, and you have certain powers in respect of the house so that you have the power to sell the house if you wish to do so. You have the power to lease the house out if you wish to, do, wish to do so by virtue of your real right. But the important thing to remember is that your 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 powers in respect of that house that you have a real right to, right, is not unlimited. And a classic example, I can take you back to my severe irritation with my neighbor. My neighbor might have uh, a real right in his house, and so he has the power to uh, do certain things in respect of his property, right, by virtue of his real right to his house. But at the same time, his real right is limited, right? And he cannot simply exercise his real right in any manner, way, or form whatsoever. So, for instance, he cannot play his music loud at night and he cannot be drilling all day while I'm trying to make podcasts for you because even though he has a real right to his property and he's got certain powers that he can exercise over his property, those um, the exercising of his right and those powers are not unlimited because you cannot harm others in the process of exercising your particular right, be it your real right or your or one of your other rights, okay? So there are certain limitations that are placed on the exercise of rights.